Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, and welcome to Questions You Have Answers. I give, this is normally a Steel Wars Patreon exclusive, but as it's episode 72, which is divisible by three... It is also up on the the regular iTunes RSS feed. So um, if you are on that feed, this is the little discussion podcast, the Q&A podcast I have with the Patreon listeners, supporters uh, for uh, at the $3 and up level. But uh, we'll talk about that later on. And uh, we are going to go through some reactions from you guys from the Mandalorian finale. And uh, this was all in the comments from my, from a certain point of view, namely mine episode, episode 26 of that, which was my Mandalorian finale instant reaction because for the non-Patreons. I was so excited by the finale. I just had to record straight away. I was, I thought that was just, just a perfect 45 or whatever it was minutes of Star Wars. It was whew, delicious. Anyway, so let's go uh, to the comments and we'll hear what you guys have to say. Timothy Dunlap. Uh, how you doing, Tim? Uh, we're gonna, we've got a live show coming up and you've moved states, so... I don't know. Tim's the sort of guy that might just be there anyway. But uh, that's on the 25th of Jan. Tim says, I've absolutely lost my mind over here. This has destroyed me. The fake out at the end of the episode where you think the episode is nearly done. Mando is going off to search for Baby Yoda's home planet. But no, the episode is not done. And then the tip of what looks a vibro blade is cutting its way through the TIE fighter. I exclaim out loud, I knew he wasn't dead. Ha ha ha. There was no fireball. Tim, your neighbors must be very worried about what you're up to in your apartment. But then the blade pokes through and becomes the Darksaber. In that moment, I lost my mind. I yelled, what? What? What is even happening right now? Out loud. And much to the chagrin of my neighbours, no doubt. All right, Tim's way ahead of me on the neighbours thing. But then it just appeared to me um, in my mind that... I'm probably saying all this way louder than Tim did. So it's actually my neighbours that are concerned for me reading out Tim's words. The irony of it all. The irony. To go from the movie to this... What? To go from the movie, maybe you're talking about the uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I guess, to this. I honestly believe that Favreau and Filoni have little to no corporate oversight. And this right here is the Star Wars that we want. Nay, the Star Wars that we deserve. Hmm. 
I think long-form, low-budget Star Wars is the future. I am most impressed with how many people who have never seen a Star Wars are suddenly fans of this show. I haven't spoken to anyone. I guess I don't know that many people that aren't fans of Star Wars. I know a lot of like casual fans have uh, commented to me that they love it. So that's good. P.S. I wanted to punch those two scout troopers, <laughs> scout troopers in the throat for hitting a baby. Why? You were my favorite type of trooper. Assholes. Um, I actually love them more. They're my favorite trooper as well, Tim. And um, like these two have not besmirched. They've they've increased my love of scout troopers because then IG Eleven got to use one of their biker their, their speeder bikes. So if they weren't scout troopers, we wouldn't have had that scene. So um, I'm all for it. I am all for it. He also says, PPS, season two confirmed for fall 2020 from Favreau's Instagram. Was that the picture where he posted the, the topless Gamorrean guard? Woof. Man, that is uh, some heat coming in season two. Um, I don't know about this, the thing about corporate oversight. Um I just think it's a better way to do it is, you know, you've got Favreau and Filoni as the, the creators all the way through and the entire first season was plotted out with also some sweet leads into uh, season two, uh, namely the Darksaber, um, the probably better be Boba Fett at the end of the the Tatooine episode and also, uh, you know, Bill Burr's gang surviving. I I think we'll be seeing more of those guys in season two. But, and and also the the way it was plotted out with, um, you know, people will complain, oh, this is a filler episode. But then it all folded back into itself in the last two episodes where they went and, um, you know, got Cara Dune and the other, what was the other filler? Oh, the other Tatooine episode, I guess people thought was a filler episode. I don't know about that. Um, especially if, uh, you know, it, uh, that, that little hint at the end is um, Boba Fett. And if it is, especially if they like just hint to it a little bit in season two and then it goes on to season three, it's probably going to drive people wild. But I, I love the way it's plotted out. And I, um, I, I think having it not really plotted out in the films was a worthwhile experiment, but it didn't work um, as well as it could have with this, this sort of toing and froing of the story between directors. Um, you know, people always say that, that George Lucas didn't have, you know, this set plan, but it was always George Lucas. I don't know if we're staying on topic or talking about what you said, but yeah, I, like it's, I, I know you're not getting at this, Tim, but 
I feel like what if something's happening in a company bad and and other stuff's happening good, like it, it's sort of like at a certain point, the, co- the company as a whole has to take credit for both. Uh, and, you know, where people diss, they also may uh, give props. Nuanced. Rowan Strang says, Countdown till the Mando uses a lightsaber. Clan of two. I love it. There is no show without the asset. It is incredible that when we're at Celebration and we're talking about all this Mando stuff and, and, you know, people are pumped about this show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The most popular thing in the show <laughs> no one knew about. And I'm sorry, but Baby Yoda, Yoju, if you will, is the most popular thing in this show because it's it's like I I hear it as a reference on like late night talk show jokes, and like even in the wrestling, I heard it as a reference uh, not too long ago. Baby Yoda, so um, it has has punched through to the mainstream. So uh, yeah, it, it is. It's just stunning, I think, that um, what everyone was talking about during the season was not mentioned in uh, all the lead-up and, and its celebration and is now such a part of the show. Uh, I, I'd sort of you know, thought about during the season if, you know, Baby Yoda, Yoju, if you will, if that was just a season one storyline, but it's like those two together and, you know, that, that sort of bonding relationship is like the heart of uh, the Mandalorian, a, a show that surprisingly, and I, I know I'm not alone, caught people off guard, has so much heart. Uh, thanks, Rowan. Uh, Catherine Neen, my buddy in Melbourne, Australia, uh in advance, I have to apologise for Catherine's uh, language in uh, this message. I punched the air. I screamed, oh shit. I gasped. I was on the edge of the couch. Awesome episode. I'm with you, buddy. I was, I was transfixed. I'm, I, I, I guess I wasn't going into the TV series like super pumped. Like I was a lot more excited, like so much more excited for the film because, um, you know, traditionally that's what I've, I've, I've been about. But I definitely, what left me more thrilled as a Star Wars fan was the, um, was the finale. The last two episodes of The Mandalorian, the whole series. So good. Uh, thanks, Catherine. Andrew Jardine. 
Uh, every episode of season one had me actually smiling at some point on the first watch, just out of excitement. Loved every minute of it. Can't wait for season two. The only nitpick I have on this episode, and it gets an easy pass, but just for fun, is when IG-11 comes to save the day. Hmm. You're on thin ice, Andrew, with this. This is one of the great moments. He says it's his nursing duty to protect the child, yet storms into an area with a ton of stormtroopers with Yoju protected only by a bag strapped to his chest, which is also right next to his easily self-activated self-destruct. Ha-ha. Well, you can, um, I don't know, Star Wars explain this by saying that IG-11 knew the only way for Yoju's survival was also the survival of the Mandalorian. So he had to come in and save the Mandalorian as part of his programming to ensure that Yoju is uh, safe and sound. He then adds, uh, that said, I love the Mandalorian, love Steel Wars, and may that force be with you. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Aaron Taylor, long-time patron. Uh, I love the episode, but I didn't dig the Dark Saber. It looks silly in the animated shows, and it looks ridiculous in a live-action setting. It didn't ruin anything for me per se, just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I'm not... Like, I'm, like, I'm not a huge animation guy, and I, I didn't... Like, the, like the Dark Saber doesn't have... Like, I thought it was super cool but it doesn't have that sort of emotional resonance for me. Like, say, a green lightsaber. And I did think it looked odd in the animated show, that reverse glow. But then seeing how they did it in the animation kind of duplicated in live action, I then really liked it. I think it's cool that it glows exactly the same. And it sort of doesn't work in both mediums, so it kind of works. But I like that the anti-glow of it, I, I do think is, um, I think it's pretty sick. The black glow. The dark sabering. But uh, thanks, Aaron. Uh, Brandon Baker. Hey, Steel. I think this episode does a better balance of good storytelling and respect for lore and larger story than episode nine. And I think that Taika has brought in as an attempt to push Star Wars's boundaries in a way that the original solo directors were denied. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think Taika is um, far more on paper suited to do Star Wars rather than... Um, Lord and Miller, uh, who, you know, like their, their sort of big hits have been animated sort of stuff. But, you know, like like Thor, um, Rangarok, that's, whew, that is a ripper movie. Whew, very good. Um, I wasn't too big on the uh, the first two Thors. And they had Natalie Portman in them. So I'm, I'm pretty amped that it's like him and her. 
director and star in the next one. Uh, Brandon also says, I do have a question, just curious. The Rise of Skywalker was the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Disney Plus even groups things like the Skywalker saga or the Darth Vader collection. Would you be a fan of other named Star Wars storylines? The closest thing I can think of is if they marketed the next Clone Wars as part of the adventures of Ahsoka Tano. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't really, I, I kind of, those, the, the Disney plus groups kind of annoy me because they're so banal. Like they're just like, that you're on a an airline in flight and you've clicked on the Marvel section or the Disney section, um, like I, I just wish they'd done, they they do a bit more a bit more creative and and, and have some uh, you know a bit of bonus content that you know like, like I really thought after the Mandalorian there should have been this little thing about hey you know here's a five minute thing with um, you know. Andy from Lucasfilm or something saying, hey, you should go check out these episodes of that feature the Darksaber and get these new people that are reignited on Star Wars, like the casual fans that are checking it out on Disney Plus and they haven't seen um, you know, much in the way of animation or maybe they watched it and then sort of like, you know, didn't stick with it. Um, to go, hey, you're hyped on this show. This saber's just been revealed go watch these episodes of the Clone Wars and you, you'll find out more about its history. And then you're getting fans to like to deeper dive into the franchise and, um, you know, they might stick around, spend a bit of cash and uh, start listening to podcasts like this. So come on, Disney Plus, help me out. Breed some new listeners. But anything that helps people you know, get into the fandom is, is, is a positive. And also to get them to, to value their, their, their Disney Plus subscription more by using it more. You know, there's, what is there, six seasons of the Clone Wars to get through, you guys. So, tuck in. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the naming of them, I don't really care if it's just a Disney Plus, like, menu thing. I sort of... Um, it doesn't affect me. Do it. But let's have the Klee Glass collection. Come on. It's one movie. Uh, Ryan Dassing says, Sadhu. <sighs> Rashad. Really loved season one more ways. Oh, sorry. Really loved season one more than I thought. And that's saying a lot. I think you need a roundtable season two prediction episode. Hey, I'm there for you. I couldn't help but think the Mandalorian's father looked a lot like you when he was running in the flashback scenes. (laughs) And now I can't unsee it. I'm sorry about that. Do I smell a new shirt idea or what? You do not. You do not, Ryan. Anyway, love the amount of content per usual. Keep up the excellent work. And I'll check you later, Ryan Dassing. Thank you, Ryan. 
And I know there's another question on the last Q&A about the Mandalorian, so I'll get to that. Maria says, I think the Moff may have someone close to him or a family member that wants baby Yoda. Based on his line, the asset means more to me than you'll ever know. Why the Moff wants baby Yoda, or Yoju, if you will, more than you'll ever know. I hope not. I hope I'll know. I hope I'll know next season. The Mandalorian, he doesn't need to find out. Steel, the viewer, he needs to find out next season. That is a very tantalizing line. Like, is Baby Yoda or Yoju, if you will, is his research tied to Palpatine trying to come back? That makes his presence very big picture. Like in the world of, uh, you know, the Mandalorian we thought was going to be a, a very small story. But if that is sort of part of the Emperor's uh, the Ghost Emperor's plans, that sort of makes it um, a very important part of uh, galactic history. But uh, either way, why the Moth does want Baby Yoda, or Yoju, if you will, is a very important question that I look forward to having answered. And that's the thing with this series in Season 1 is there's been questions that people want answered. You know, the name, seeing his face. Um, not so much questions, but it actually, it, it gave you hints that paid off later on. Like Cara Dune, instantly saying that she'll uh, go with the Mandalorian because she finds out it's uh, Imperial that they're going to uh, take out. And then in the final episode, finding out that she is uh, from Alderaan. Like that just, oh, just, it's such a, such a well, like thought out, uh, written season that we have, well, me anyway, I have a lot of faith in that, that threads that um, have not been picked up yet. Like why uh, the mask can't come off. When, you know, previous Mandalorians that we've seen, um, they do take their masks off. All the Mandalorians, they, they can't wait to get them off. Except Boba Fett. Except when he was filming the special edition and it was Don Beast. And uh, he had that moustache. Fantastic. But, um, like, I've got faith that that's going to be explained in a, in a very, uh, you know, compelling way. Because... They've, they've paid off so much already. They, they have my trust. But yeah, finding out what the Moff... Uh, what, what's, what's his game with that Yoju is um, definitely one of the big things of Season 2. So that concludes the episode. If you are on the Patreon, click the comments of this episode for uh, the next episode's Q&A, which will be back to a Patreon exclusive. And the deck is clear. Whatever you want to talk about throughout all of Star Wars, 
the podcast, previous episodes, the future, the past, the present, the in 10 minutes time. We'll cover it all if you ask the question. Thanks so much to the patrons for uh, supporting the pod. If you're on the free feed, thanks for uh, considering checking it out. There's a link in the show notes. It's patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And you get a couple of bonus episodes a week. I do Q&As. I do exclusive uh, episodes with uh, King Tom. We do Book Wars where uh, he tells me what happens in... No, it's Page Wars. It's Page Wars. Sorry, guys. Letting King Tom down on the branding. Um... But he explains to me what happens in um, recently released books and comics because I don't have time to read them. So uh, he praises it for me, gives it his thumbs up or thumbs down, burn it or turn it as it will. And uh, it's so much fun. And uh, whether you read it or uh, you're like me and you just want to find out the big things that happen, there's Page Wars, uh, there's Star Wars You by Podcast, uh, that's with me and Hawes going through Star Wars history. And uh, we're, we're meet. I think we're the next episode's 1978. Um, so we've got a ways to go. A lot more episodes coming there. We've got uh, this new Sadu up with uh, Rashad and I going to the Rise of Skywalker 4DX cinema. There's new Struthers Wars up with Eric and Danny Radford. Super fun episode uh, talking about Danny's Star Wars fandom and uh, playing some of their favorite clips from previous Steel Wars episodes. Um, there's a Duklin Strikes Back. There's a, there's a ton of other stuff up there. And the main thing is you get a couple of bonus episodes a week. And it's three bucks a month. Works out pretty well. So check it out if you like. Uh, either way, have a, a great time in Star Wars fandom. Um, just live it how you want to live it. There's also a new episode on uh, All Feeds, uh, a new interview episode up with Eric Struthers. And uh, it's an awesome... We have uh, we have plenty of laughs talking uh, all types of Star Wars, new and old. Thank you guys so much. And may that force be with Los Angeles Steel Wars returns to the Scum and Villainy Cantina Saturday the 25th of January for our one month after the Rise of Skywalker live podcast. Our one month after the Last Jedi podcast was a huge sold out Star Wars discussion and this one should be no different. So get your tickets at steelwars.com and we'll see you at the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood. Hollywood on Saturday the 25th at 4pm. Click the link in those show notes. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 